Hello, everyone, and welcome to the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is Kavita Singh. I'm Senior Content Editor at B2B Marketing, and today we will be discussing an award-winning case study, which won the gold at our 2023 B2B Marketing Awards this year for Best Channel Marketing Initiative. The campaign from Revere was called Marginal Gains, which used a mix of channels to achieve the company's business goals. And rather than have me waffle on about the brilliant campaign, who better to speak with than one of the key stakeholders at Revere, Zoe Bevis, who is the Client Services Director at the agency. So Zoe, first off, how are you doing today? I'm really well, thank you. And really excited to be here to be able to kind of talk through, um, like you say, our award-winning campaign. So thank you very much for having me. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I mean, first off, congratulations on your win. It's really great when we have the opportunity to speak with some of our winners post the awards. Um, So did you have a good time there at the awards? I know it seems like ages ago. (laughs) It does seem like ages ago, but um, as always, absolutely brilliant night. Um, And it's just amazing to be in the room with so many like-minded individuals from obviously across the B2B marketing space. And I guess for us specifically, really special to spend the evening with some of our clients so um, obviously we were there with West Coast um, but also being able to uh, spend time with Avenard who were also in the room at the same time so we're really lucky to have that opportunity to spend more time together um, and it's those partnerships we have that make everything possible so super cool. Oh, that's awesome it's great to see that the the client was there with you so you guys could really celebrate that win together um, oh we yeah. celebrated <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, it's such a great night and it's always nice to see everyone dressed up and you know hearing the feedback and just honestly just celebrating everyone's win um, so I guess speaking of your win I guess it'd be great to know maybe turn the tables a little bit what do you think it takes to win this specific category of best channel marketing initiative yeah a good question and I think Obviously, as we're putting the entries together and we're working with West Coast to kind of define how we're responding, we're really trying to put ourselves in the judges' shoes for this one, um, because obviously, ultimately, everyone wants an award win. Um, So I think, you know, the thought process we went through is we really need to think about um, kind of more of a longer term strategy. So, you know, shifting outside of something that is a short term campaign for a quick win and actually how is marketing becoming more of a growth driver that's delivering meaningful and longer term value against business objectives not just marketing objectives um, so it's really important for us that anything that we were putting forward really helped to demonstrate that business value um, as well as kind of the marketing aspect as well Um, and I think for us it's also uh, a campaign that really demonstrates that audience understanding um, and to I guess create a really successful channel initiative you really do have to show in your kind of entry that you understand that audience their needs and what's really going to resonate to make sure that you're delivering that success and value to them as well. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, we've already kind of teased the campaign a little bit. Can we Mm -hmm. go back to the beginning and can you tell me a little bit about West Coast and what they do just to kind of give our listeners some background? Yeah, absolutely. So um, West Coast are the largest privately owned company in the Thames Valley. Um, So they are a IT um, distributor um, and they sell some of the best known global brands to resellers, retailers and other organizations across the UK Republic of Ireland and mainland Europe. Um, So lots of different things to consider, um, you know, in terms of who they are. 
Yeah, definitely. And I know um, the pandemic, and I mean, we can also throw in the economic crisis in there. Um, <laughs> I know they both affected West Coast um, quite a bit. Can you tell me um, how that kind of affected them? And also, I guess maybe that ties into how they approached you as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, as you say, it goes without saying COVID impacted uh, kind of lots of organisations and I guess continues to still have that kind of everlasting impact. Um, and I guess really specifically when we're talking about distribution, which is obviously uh, the kind of space West Coast operates in, there were so many kind of uh, issues and challenges that we had to kind of think about. So um, obviously supply chain is one of those. So, you know, we've all experienced that even in our personal lives, but huge backlogs um, and kind of issues for resellers. Um, and then, you know, if you think about the kind of device side of things, after the initial kind of surge where everyone needed devices, it quickly became quite a declining device market. So it's quite a challenging market to operate in. So, um, you know, to your point, couple that with economic uncertainty, it really meant that West Coast had to look carefully at their business goals um, and, you know, what was realistically going to be achievable in this turbulent market. And then lastly, obviously, a lot of the vendors, um, they were not only impacted by kind of budget cuts, but also delays around like chip shortages. Um, so all, all of these had a direct impact on West Coast. Um, so with all of that in mind, West Coast obviously kind of came to us as their kind of partner um, looking to kind of drive a strategic initiative for sales and marketing teams to make sure that the, the kind of device sales aspect of um, their kind of business was becoming kind of richer um, by adding kind of services to each of those sales. Yeah, the name of the campaign is Marginal Gains, which I think is like nice and short and sweet because sometimes, you know, with some of these campaign names, they can be quite technical or a bit long-winded sometimes, but I, I like that that's the name of the campaign. I'd love to know how that kind of tied into the objective and strategy. Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, it obviously ties in to kind of the uh, scene set that I just gave around kind of how COVID impacted. Um, and obviously, despite the turbulence of COVID and what was ahead, West Coast had to remain ambitious in terms of the growth targets that they were kind of setting to achieve. So um, they were looking at kind of 3% year on year growth in the business area of kind of services. Um, and obviously they understood based on all things considered that we've just kind of outlined in, in the current climate, making big leaps into the unknown or big growth objectives was not necessarily gonna be the right decision. So West Coast had to look at what they could deliver in more of an incremental way and ultimately how they could deliver marginal gains across everything that they were already doing. So hence the objective around services growth and the overall focus on marginal gains. Yeah, that's really that's really great. And I know you guys worked quite closely with sales um, to be able to kind of pinpoint key accounts in your campaign. Obviously, sales alignment can be quite challenging for some marketers. I guess it'd be great to, if you can tell me a little bit how you were able to collaborate effectively. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess, firstly, one of the key uh, reasons why we were able to collaborate so effectively across kind of sales is purely based on that trusted partnership we have with West Coast. So um, kind of extensive relationships internally that mean that that kind of marketing and sales collaboration piece happens quite naturally. Um, and then I guess in terms of the kind of account focus, the uh, kind of really important thing is around identifying the right kind of insight and data up front to drive the success of the campaign planning and kind of ongoing activation and success. So 
there was quite a lot of data work that happened up front. Um, so looking at the kind of sales activity to really nail where the kind of narrow pool of opportunity was for this campaign. Um, so at this point, we're working with West Coast data analytics team to get a view on their kind of reseller base, looking at the sales data and performance over the previous six months to give us a real view on where those clear opportunities are. So that would be accounts that were buying devices regularly, but not purchasing services. So that gave us a really good starting point. Um, and then this is where the kind of human aspect came into play. So looking at that kind of data piece, but then actually aligning with the sales teams to understand more about this kind of defined list um, and what it was, you know, specifically um, that we should be looking to do and the trends that they were seeing and the conversations that they were having that should then kind of help to drive the right strategy and kind of ultimately marketing campaign off the back of it. Um, so we obviously identified this clear list of uh, resellers that had potential to grow. Um, and with this kind of clear alignment and agreement with the sales teams, we could then kind of focus on what ended up being our two campaign target lists. So core list um, and then kind of wider breadth list. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's where we really brought in sales into that kind of conversation of defining who we were targeting um, from the outset. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And like you said, I think that human aspect is so important when it comes to that sales alignment of just like being able to get on the same page. Um, I know you ultimately decided to do a one to few campaign and a one to many campaign. Can you tell me how you're able to kind of come to that and approach that? Yeah, of course. So I guess, firstly, we have to take into consideration the uh, B2B landscape, which is shifting. Um, so obviously, we're all seeing it. Buyers are demanding a lot more kind of distinctive value, a lot more personalization, and they expect marketing to align to their priorities and goals. Um, so really important to us to kind of think about how we bring that into our thinking. Um, so obviously with that in mind, we had to deliver real customer obsessed campaigns. So this is where we had the two streams. So we had the one to few. Um, so this is where we focused really on that kind of human first, customer centric, personalized messaging to deliver that kind of individual value and provide an exclusive experience to each partner. And the key here was making them feel like they were part of something, feeling really valued and therefore wanting to explore business growth with West Coast. And then uh, the other stream was around the breadth. So this is where the one to many campaign came into play. Um, so this is about focusing on the broader base of resellers and making sure that we're really highlighting West Coast service support across the entire device lifecycle, positioning West Coast as a trusted and valuable partner in what is already a really saturated market. Awesome. And I know that you guys also explored just like a plethora of different channels. Um, which ones kind of stood out to you as the most effective? Because I know they can also, obviously, you have to market them quite differently. Some of them are longer than others. It'd be great to know which one kind of stood out to you. Mm, absolutely. So obviously, you know, each channel that we recommended played a um, kind of really critical part in the overall campaign success. Um, and, you know, the recommendations were made at the time based on the audience, where we'd seen success before. Um, but I guess if I was to pick a couple of highlights based on all the channels um, that were considered, 
direct mail um, was probably one of them. So um, this is obviously an offline tactic, but it was highly personalised to the audience and all partners positively engaged with it and ultimately became part of the device solutions club. So super successful from that perspective. Um, and I think it's really important that we don't forget the value of offline in a really kind of busy digital world. So really critical for us in that kind of sense. And then um, I think LinkedIn is probably another one. So um, we already know based on all the work we do with West Coast that LinkedIn works really well with this channel audience. Um, and we know resellers are typically super active here. So we were able to really segment the audience um, across LinkedIn and make sure that we were delivering these kind of tailored messages um, that were relevant to them. And as a result, we were able to reach um, over 85% of our targeting um, actually engaged uh, managers and directors. Um, so it was really, um, I guess, hit the mark from, you know, talking to the right decision makers within the target resellers. So, yeah, there are probably a couple of highlights um, from kind of a channel perspective. Yeah, definitely. It's quite interesting because I think just like in terms of both of the methods that you just talked about, personalization seems to be key. Um, do you think it, it was quite important to kind of get that messaging across right to make sure it was very personalized and tailored to your audience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, messaging played a really critical role in the success of the campaign. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's as much about being tailored, but also making sure that we're being kind of consistent and connected in our messaging strategy. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, outside of this campaign, one of our big uh, focuses with West Coast is making sure that you know, every touch point and engagement, regardless of the kind of marketing campaign, is consistent and kind of authentic um, from a message perspective. Um, and then if we look specifically at this campaign, I think it's, you know, from a methodology perspective, it's, it is quite methodical in terms of the approach um, and, you know, how we're really thinking through um, how the message is going to be really meaningful. So, you know, we started with delivering and getting sign off on a core message focus, which was um, a really high level, delivering value throughout the entire product lifecycle with West Coast device solutions. This then led us to develop the creative theme and message. Um, so that's a really important step to ensure that we've got that creative consistency. Um, and I guess ultimately the uh, campaign creative message that we delivered all aligned to a tagline of this way forth. Um, so that was complemented by a payoff for the partner, um, which symbolized growth and trust in West Coast to move in the right direction for success. And then once we had sign off on this creative umbrella and core messaging aligned to it, we could then uh, you know, simplify and expedite the creation of the assets because we had this consistent umbrella um, to help us to make sure that everything was kind of really seamless and to my earlier point, a really connected experience um, for the partner and kind of tailored based on, you know, their interests uh, from a personalized perspective. Yeah, definitely. I think that like consistency is such a good point across all channels because you do have, you know, you had like reports and webinars and direct mail. There's all these different channels to explore I think you kind of explained it perfectly like how to be able to kind of get everything consistent there now that you've kind of fleshed out the the campaign can you tell me a little bit about the results from the campaign yeah absolutely I mean so results were amazing um from a marketing perspective there were some really great metrics so um 
you know, a couple off the top of my head, we had a 20% open rate on emails, which is double the average that we would typically see for a West Coast campaign. Um, and we had uh, click through rates of 6%, which is three times more um, than kind of most of the work that we do with West Coast. Um, and then on top of that, we managed to achieve 33,000 impressions from the very initial campaign um, and some really strong engagement. But of course, and we touched upon this earlier, it's not just about the marketing results. Um, the true impact comes when you align the business objectives. So in this case, we exceeded the growth target of 3%. And growth ended up being 3.3%, which actually equates to £5 million. So that is significant um, in terms of that opportunity. Um, and we also recognised that 90% of club members traded services versus 10% of the resellers that weren't members of the club. Um, so it shows the impact of this kind of initiative um, in terms of that services trading. Um, so, yeah, really, really ecstatic, um, ecstatic with the results um, that we achieved. Yeah, I mean, that that is so like such an impressive set of metrics. But like you said, it's not really about the results. It's kind of what you it, there's so much so many more aspects that kind of go into it. Um, I guess it'd be great to know what some of the client feedback that was was coming your way after the campaign launched. Yeah, I mean, for us, um, and, you know, again, touched upon it a couple of times we've been talking, but we really pride ourselves on our kind of partnerships with clients. So it's really important that we're an extension of the team and we are trusted to do the right thing every time. Um, so for us, receiving that client feedback is so critical. Um, and, you know, West Coast Commercial Director quoted that we were completely integrated into their business right from sales to marketing and this really couldn't be any truer um, and you know based on all the relationships that we have across west coast that really meant a lot to kind of hear that off the back of this campaign and he also noted that we really take the time to understand the business and marketing objectives which again is really important and obviously helps to demonstrate how we were able to see such strong business objectives off the back of the marketing campaign and how we kind of brought those sales and marketing and kind of closed the gap a little bit more. Um, and then the marketing director said that we were an extension of the team um, and we, you know, and support them right from the initial vendor engagement all the way through to the activation and insight. So it's really key for us to kind of have that, you know, uh, be part of their team and really understand right from the outset what the kind of business and marketing goals are so we can really help to work together to deliver something successful. Um, so yeah, it's really amazing. And I think the biggest compliment outside of the kind of feedback itself is just the ongoing relationship that we have with the client and the foundation of trust that we have between kind of us and the Revere team um, and obviously West Coast as well. Um, I guess in terms of like how to cultivate a good relationship with your client, it'd be great to hear like how you were able to do that with West Coast. Because from what you're saying, it sounds like you guys were able to really cultivate a good relationship. Yeah, I think it's all built um, on trust. And I think, you know, the team at Revere spend a lot of time getting under the skin of West Coast and our clients' worlds. So we're really passionate about it. We like to make sure that we understand our clients as individuals, what motivates them as individuals, their personal objectives, but also understand their business, their world, their stakeholders, the business objectives. And I think we do a really good job at uh, being really invested in their world and bringing that together with our kind of knowledge of the industry and the market and the B2B landscape to make 
um, I guess like a really successful partnership and we just work day in day out together in person virtually to you know really build that relationship on a personal level but also on a business level so I think it's all about trust time commitment passion um, and kind of all of that together has really made our West Coast partnership um, strong and trusted and brilliant. Yeah, really great to hear. Um, I guess this is my last question. You can have a minute to think about this. <laughs> um, so for someone entering the 2024 B2B Marketing Awards for this specific category, what would be your top tip when kind of putting um, the entry together? I think my top tip would be um, to really think about the uh, business objective and goal and how you can demonstrate the value of the marketing campaign in helping to achieve that. Um, and I think, you know, if you can have the conversations with the client really early on, even before you're maybe putting campaigns together to think that you want to win an award for kind of best channel initiative for B2B marketing and actually work with the client early on to um, present what an award-winning campaign could be tied back into the business objectives. I think it's all about that kind of early stage thinking, um, think about the business, not just marketing. Amazing. Well, I do think that's about all the time we have for today. Thank you, Zoe, for sharing such amazing insights. And listeners, if you'd like to check out the full case study, you can head over to our website and check out the full report, which highlights some judges' commentary and also gives more of an in-depth look at the case study. So thanks again, Zoe, and I will see you guys soon for another podcast. Thanks. Thanks.